You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Okay, guys, so I know that session 15 was really about what to do when you're not feeling that fire and just having the permission around that. And I love this session because I think it shows you how quickly things can shift actually. And you'll hear a lot from Sam about how things turned around for her, what she's been putting in place to do that and how things are just feeling different. And I think it's so helpful to see this in other people because I feel like anytime we're in something, it can feel like we're going to be in it forever. It's never going to end. But usually that's so not true. I remind my clients of that all the time that like when we're in something, it can turn around so, so, so quickly. And Sam is a great example of this this week. So I really hope that it just reminds you that no matter what you're feeling right now, it's temporary and it doesn't have to last forever. And you can put in tools and uh, tips from this podcast and from other things that work for you to really make it turn around, right? And that you don't have to stay stuck where you are. So Sam was not feeling it last week. This week is totally different. And it really helps to see that, yes, it is totally possible to put these things into place to feel better and to keep moving forward very quickly. And that it's just super normal, right? Like we all go through these ups and downs in business and there's nothing wrong with that unless you make that mean something about you and it stops you from moving forward. So hopefully this session is that little kick in the butt reminder that things can turn around very quickly. You can still move forward anyway, and you can just ultimately get what you want in life and in business. All right. What's going on? Not much. I feel like I've been very productive the last week, which was really nice. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, so I've been time blocking and literally like I did it the first day and I was like, oh, wow, that was really good. And then I kept doing it throughout the week and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, (laughs) I don't know why, but it just really – I think it was just like I've been prioritizing this stuff like it for my business, doing that first at the beginning of the day. So it's just like I'm getting so much stuff done that I don't normally get done. Totally. So yeah, that's been really good. Well, I think that's really interesting too because like remember how we were talking about like it can basically like create more freedom for you. So I think that's what you're saying where it's like it's actually giving me more freedom to get the stuff done that I actually want to get done rather than feeling like sucked into everything else. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm interested to see because like I'm always a little bit less busy during the first half of the month versus the second half of the month when – I'm, you know, reviewing content for my clients from my VA and I'm working on like ads and stuff for the next month. So I'm curious to see how it feels or like how I need to adjust it the next two weeks. Um, But I'm definitely still going to do it, even if I just have to like adjust my different blocks. Well, and honestly, that's sort of the value of it is like it basically is like moving puzzle pieces around. So like you you might have to adjust it, but you're still making sure it gets done. We're like when life tends to change or we get busier or less busy, what we tend to do is kind of drop it. And then we're mm-hmm. like, fuck, why am I not like getting as much done or feeling as good or whatever? But it's really like treat it like 
you know, a puzzle piece kind of thing where it's like, well, if the pieces don't fit together like they used to, like I just get to rearrange them. And I think that's so empowering. Yeah, it was good. And like I did definitely rearrange a little bit. And like there were some days where I didn't like do all the blocks, but I did the important blocks like in the morning. So it was okay. And like I had to move stuff around. So it was still definitely like a certain element of flexibility there, which was good. Yeah, totally. And I think that's helpful too, to know like I can move them anytime. It's just like, am I finding another spot for them and still getting them done? And that's where it like becomes more um, flow-based too, I think, where it's like, okay, well, if I don't feel like doing this now, I can always move it, but is it actually moving somewhere or am I just like not fucking doing it, right? Yeah, for sure. And it was like kind of interesting too because I found myself being like, oh, I'm not doing anything right now and like that's fine. I don't have anything planned to do right now, but – like, I could do this one block now if I want to and, like, free up time later in the yeah. day. So it was, like, even on the fly, like, I could make different decisions. But I thought it was really good because since I have each of the time blocks, it's, like, been really helpful to be, like, right, this is what I'm doing right now. And, like, it has helped me stay disciplined in, like, not getting lost in the, uh, you know, not multitasking and being, like, oh, this email just came in. Like, let me handle it really quick. I still do that, you know, a little bit, but I feel like it's really helped with that a lot. Well, and I think it feels a little more choice-based then too where it's like, okay, I can squeeze checking this email into this block or whatever or like I legit don't have time. Like I have to finish this thing in this block and it like makes you get a little more clear on the priority. Yeah. I just felt like a lot more intentional with my time, which was nice. So good. I love that word. I think that's so important. And I think it's so good, too, because it's, like, anytime we're, like, not intentional with things like time or money, we're always going to feel out of control around them, and it's always going to feel bad. And anytime we, like, bring that intention back to it, whether it's, like, how we're spending our money or how we're spending our time, like, I feel like it just transforms the experience of it. Okay, so if you guys have followed me or listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I think time blocking is like the holy grail. So the fact that time blocking has been amazing for Sam is just super, super wonderful to me. And I just love how it feels really intentional for her and that how in just a week she was able to create more freedom and more flexibility and just feel totally different, right? I think that, you know, it's beautiful to hear her noting how it feels like flow really is happening from moving those puzzle pieces and time blocking instead of kind of just guessing. So before she was sort of just guessing and while it might have felt somewhat more free in a way, it ultimately tends to leave us feeling a little more frustrated and less empowered because we really don't know what we're working with. With time blocking, you can always move things, right? Like it's your calendar. You can always move the puzzle pieces, but if you know what you're working with, you're so much more likely to not only feel really free and flowing, but to also get some shit done, y'all, and feel really good about that too and feel like you can really move your business forward. So I think time blocking is the best. I'm sure I've talked about that 150 times, so we'll leave it there. But just loving how well that's working for Sam right now. Yeah, for sure. So that was good. I re- And it was definitely like I kept thinking about throughout the week how you said like, you know, I wanted the freedom and the flexibility, but like now as I'm scaling my business, like putting a little bit more structure to my day, even though it is still like flexible, Mm -hmm. but like having a little bit more structure there, like 
definitely has made me feel like, okay, great. Yeah. Like I do feel like more freedom and flexibility now, which has been nice because I feel like I'm just like using my time more effectively. Isn't that wild that like that can just happen in a week? Like in a week, I already felt more freedom and flexibility. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like within – because I think I started on like Wednesday last week and like by the end of the week last week, I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, this is – I'm a whole new person. Oh my gosh. I love that. So good. So obviously we'll keep up with that, but so good. Yeah, for sure. Tell me how it's been to focus on coaching more. Like how's that piece been feeling? It was good. So like literally just blocking out lead gen and engagement has been really helpful. So I've been like engaging more on Instagram and in Facebook groups, um, you know, more from like a coaching perspective. And then I've also been doing agency lead gen in the form of Facebook groups. And then I'm also going to do some like really targeted, customized cold pitching, I think. And so I've been prepping that a little bit. And so that's been really good because I just feel like I'm moving the needle a lot more. And it's interesting because I did some lead gen one of the days last week and I booked a discovery call for Monday, I think. And I thought it was going to be for the agency, but then talking to the person, I was like, actually, you need coaching. Ah, yes. Amazing. So it's kind of interesting. And like, I wonder if that's going to start to happen a little bit more where instead of them just like not being a good fit for the agency, like, you know, instead it might be like, oh, actually you would be a good fit for coaching. So that was kind of cool. So I sent that over to her on Tuesday. So interested to see what happens there. But that was kind of like, if that works out, it's really kind of interesting because then I will have gotten a coaching client like from the agency kind of, which I didn't really expect to happen. Yeah, totally. And I kind of walked her through. I was like, well, you're really not clear on your strategy right now. You're really not clear on like how all these pieces are going to work together, but you like creating content. So it makes more sense for you to like go through my digital strategy intensive so you can get clear on that strategy. And then like I can help you to implement that and like identify where you can outsource. And then at that point, I think it would make more sense to maybe become an agency client or you might feel that it's like you have a well-oiled machine at that point and you just need a VA. So that was like kind of a backwards way, which I hadn't thought of before. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I think what's really useful about that is to just see how like when you're thinking about coaching, the opportunities are popping up more even, right? Yeah, definitely. Like it might not even have occurred to you to do that before, but it's like you've been putting in more of the like just like focused daily effort there. And then it's like, oh, duh, you should be a coaching client. Like it's just so funny how that shakes out, right? So I love hearing that Sam converted a lead that came in for the agency to coaching. And I really want to point out that why that happened is because we got her focus back on coaching right? And that's so useful to see in that time blocking that we did and just in how she was kind of reorganizing her mindset and her schedule. The focus really went back to coaching. And then of course, a result shows up. And of course, it's because her mindset was in the right place, not only to draw that in, but just practically speaking, to be thinking about it enough to actually make that connection and pitch, where if she wasn't focused on coaching every day, the likelihood that that would have even crossed her mind in that sales call is probably low, right? So that's why I always tell people like, 
be like in, and I'm using hand quotations, in your business every day. It doesn't mean you have to be working in it. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, working in it for hours or doing a ton of things, but like thinking about and directing energy toward your business every day will make it grow every day and will put you in those settings where it's easier to grow, where you're thinking about it enough that even if you're somewhere where you would never normally expect to meet clients, you're meeting them, you're pitching to people, you're staying open. And it's so interesting how much things shift and how much the momentum speeds up when you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it was good just like logistically, like in one day I got all my content done or like I hadn't prepped my content for last week. So in one day, last week, I got all my content done for last week and got it scheduled. And then the next day, I got my content all done for this week. So it's just like, like setting aside that time to focus on it is like, I'm getting like a lot of stuff done that has been like on the to do for a while. Like I updated the funnel for my challenge now that it's going to be evergreen and like so it's like I'm just in it more and it was so funny oh I I I think I forgot to tell you this it was so funny I really noticed I was like having so many ideas by the end of last week just like oh this would be such a good freebie or like this product or that product and it was like all around coaching and I think it was just because like I was in it more mm-hmm. I love that and I think that um it's just so useful to see, and this is true for everyone, but it's especially true for you, like where your attention is going, like you're having more flow and ideas and momentum and whatever. And so it's like going to be just like such an important ongoing thing to make sure to keep watching where that is, because wherever mm-hmm. that is, is where things are flowing and showing up, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So you're kind of caught up in terms of like content and all that, right? Yeah. For the mo- I still want to be ideally like two weeks ahead but now that I'm like doing the time blocking as long as I keep up with that I'll get to that point like by the end of this week basically okay perfect Um, yeah because I want to be able to like I was late last week and this week creating the content so like I scheduled it and everything but my VA is like set and ready to be doing that for me we already have a process for that it's just like I keep getting her the content really late so I just need to, after this week, I should have, we should be at that two week ahead timeline. Um, Cause right now, like my VA is like, I'm creating the social media posts. My VA is posting those. And then my OBM is taking those and repurposing them into the blog and into the email. And then one of the two of them will schedule those as well. So I'll have to touch it like even less once I get on that schedule. Yeah, which is so valuable to see that it's like your time blocking impacts your team even. Like it impacts how much you can delegate, like all of these things that you like maybe wouldn't have even have realized that it impacted before. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Cool. So give me um, a little update with where we are with coaching. Like we're in a good place with content. Like what feels like is kind of next on deck. Yeah, so I am – right now I'm like – and this was like something I was thinking last week that came up is I finally sent like a feedback questionnaire to everybody who's gone through the digital strategy intensive. So that was really good. So then I was thinking about like how I can make sure I'm like using their testimonials everywhere. And like I don't have any content that I can reuse to promote like any of my coaching services. So I'm going to have my VA like – 
create Instagram stories for like my digital strategy for the challenge for the digital strategy intensive mm-hmm. for the coaching so that those can get be like getting like recycled and reposted um more frequently um and then also like making sure that those testimonials are in my funnel in my email funnel and on my website and all of those things so that'll be good and then Next, I'm really going to be focusing on cross promotion, which is like something. So my VA worked to identify opportunities of like either whether they're Facebook groups or podcasts or whatever for me to pitch to to cross promote on um, and, you know, talk about whatever. So my OBM is like writing a pitch script basically. Uh, and I, we're going to focus it on. I kind of like just leaning into the lead generation thing. Especially because then I can like pitch the challenge and then they can just go into that funnel. Um, or I can give them like a discount on the digital strategy intensive to their audience or whatever. So um, so just having them finish up that script and then like focusing on that because I really want to be cross-promoting like in at least two places a month I think just until I figure out like okay you know how much do I have to prepare how much time is that and energy is that going to take um but I think I really want to be doing that because the content is getting created and then the funnel exists so I just need to drive traffic to the funnel basically totally um I have a pitch script I can just send it to you oh perfect okay good. Yeah, yeah I'll just make myself a little note I'll send it to you today um But yeah, I totally agree. Like, you know, now that you've built up more of your touch points in terms of like having the funnel, having ongoing content, all of that, like what you need to do is fill that, so to speak, like have more people coming through those touch points, right? Right. Yeah. And I was, so I'm, I recorded a podcast, I think last week, that's going to be going out next week. And then one of my other friends um, has a Facebook group that she wants me to go live in that with her. Um, so I'm going to do that. So right now I'm like basically using my network to do some cross promoting. Um, but then, you know, I want to be pitching to like other new networks and audiences and things like that. And then also, you know, I've been taking time to engage in Facebook groups and on Instagram, which my VA is like, we do have a process set up to do that. So she's also going to be doing that. So I'm just going to hopefully start being like everywhere all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But for now, I'm still going to do it as well. So she, we're both doing it basically. Perfect. Yeah. So I think that'll be really helpful to keep engaging and, and everything like that. And then she's also set up like once my content is really good to go and ahead and she's scheduling it all, she's also set up to like be promoting that stuff in groups as well. So basically, it's just like the content like machine. Can we just talk for a second about how fucking much you got done in the last week? Just want to like really point out and cheer Sam on again for how much she's gotten done in this week and how many ideas came from being in that place a week ago where she was just not feeling the fire at all. And again, I just want to reinforce that it's so helpful to see how quickly things can shift, right? When your energy and attention are directed in a way that actually feels good. So being really the intentional director and investor is how I think about it of your time and energy 
is the absolute magic bullet to not only getting more done of what you want to get done, but honestly feeling really good while you're doing it. When it feels so haphazard and when it feels like you're kind of just spending in all of these places, you're going to feel more out of control. When you feel like you are investing and intentional and focusing your time and energy in a way that actually serves you, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to get more done and you're going to feel that fire and excitement uh, again. So just really cool to see how that shifted for her. And just a reminder that like, whether you want a time block or not, being an intentional investor of your time and energy is really the key here. I did. I feel like it was like a lot of things were like, just like, it it was just like really flowing and it was really good. And I literally like, had so many ideas like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I, and I like didn't work on any of them because I was like, right, but that's like later. But like, great, just put it in my back pocket, like put it in ClickUp and then I'll, I'll circle back to that. But um, yeah, it was really good. And I just like felt like I was like much more like inspired and stuff. So that was nice. And it was so funny because like even with I was like on a coaching call as a coach the other week and I was just like, God, I just feel like I'm like – I don't know. I wasn't like I, – I felt like I wasn't as happy with the amount of support I gave on that call. And so then this week I had a call and I just like felt so much better about it. And you know when you have like a really good coaching call and you just walk away like, man, I'm good at this. I nailed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I felt like that this week. And so I was like, oh, okay. That's like great. Like it's all like, you know, because I'm doing it, right? Like it's it's, based, it's all like practice essentially. So I'm like actively in that practice. Totally. I also think it's just like from a mindset perspective too, like when you have a – you're having such a totally different attitude to the coaching over the last week, like that shows up too. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And it was like – it's really good because then, you know, I'm doing the content stuff first thing in the morning. So I've been like on stories more and all that. And then, you know, I have more content actively going up. So when I'm engaging with other people's content, you know, they have new fresh content to consume on – my profile. So it's like all the puzzle pieces that I know need to go together, but like now they're ac- it's like actually going together because I'm executing things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so funny too. I just want to like reflect like, and I think you know this, but it's just like such important evidence. Like, <laughs> but like, you know how before it almost felt like, um, like there was just so much to do and like, was it going to happen? And like, it just felt so far off and like, you got it all done in a week just by like changing your focal point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like such good evidence to see because like things are so temporary in a sense where it felt like so permanent and kind of heavy and like the coaching business wasn't going to like show up for you in that way. And you even kept saying, and I'm not showing up for it in that way at all. But like in a week that all changed. Yeah, and just, like, because I've been showing up for it more, it definitely feels, like, better. I feel like, you know, because I've been saying this whole time, like, yeah, like, I just need to put stuff out there. Like, how are people ever going to buy from me if I'm, like, not putting it out there? And so now by, like, doing that, it feels, like, a lot easier. Like, I just feel like, oh, yeah, I'll probably get a client soon. Like, I don't, you know, why I wouldn't because, like, I'm doing all these things now. Right. Yeah, so it's a little bit more how the agency feels. Um. Which is good and nice to feel because, yeah, that that was good. So, um, yeah, I'm, like, really happy with where 
I'm at. And it's so funny because, like, who knew that fucking time blocking would do that? It's just like you never know what's going to, like, I don't know. I don't know if that happens for everybody or if it's just for me. But usually the thing that gets me, like, out of the funk is, like, it's not even necessarily really the thing. But it's just, like, some sort of magic thing happens. And then, like, I think I said this when we were talking about how the last two years I feel like I've been kind of slow at the beginning of the year. And it's, like... Last year when this happened, I was, like, trying to do all these different things and it was just, like, not working and I was trying just not to get frustrated and, like, let it happen. And then, like, all of a sudden the curtains parted and it was, like, probably around the same fucking time this last year. So I don't understand why the first six weeks of the year are bad for me, (laughs) but I don't know. I don't know if that happens for other people, but, like, who knew? It was going to be time blocking. Yeah, well, I think that's helpful, too. It also just shows, like, the value of why coaching is valuable because that might not have been something you tried unless I was like, no, really, go fucking try this kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's just, like, so, like, I mean, I'm always, like, I guess I'll try it and see how I like it. It's just, like, because you never know, like, what is going to be, like, really be the catalyst for change. So something that's really interesting here is that (laughs) <laughs> the thing that gets you out of whatever funk you might be in is almost never what you think it's going to be, right? And that's where coaching can be so useful. Like if I had just said to Sam, you know, as a friend and not as like a coach or mentor, like, hey, you should time block. That'll totally change you and make it so you don't feel in this funk anymore. She would never do it. She like would not believe me, right? And so I think it's just so cool to see how that's where coaching can be so useful, right? Because it really helps you see things from a different perspective. It helps you try things you wouldn't have otherwise tried. It helps you push yourself in ways you wouldn't have otherwise pushed yourself, right? So Sam really was able to put this into context and try it because of the container that we've established, right? And what she really realized is like, when I show up, I feel better. It's kind of as simple as that. She put it into practice. It's working for her. doesn't mean it will work for her forever. She'll never have to, you know, go back to this, rewire it, tune it back up, tweak it, all of those things. But it's just really helpful to see how coaching can provide that perspective that might otherwise be missing. And it can provide you with perspective that you may have never, ever put into practice that can really, really help you move forward. And that's good for you to see from your end as a coach too. Like who knows, like I can try stuff with clients and like I, I might never know what that thing is that's going to be that clicks it in, but like just giving them perspective to try things is kind of the value there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, and I think that definitely, like, I thought about that, like, during my really call that went really well earlier this week. This one call, I was thinking about that because I was just like, all right, we're, you know, I'm holding space. Maybe we've been talking about something kind of similar and like we're just talking through like different strategies and I'm trying and and that helps remind me like we don't know like what is going to be the thing. So it's just like great, like keep supporting, keep holding space and then like we'll try as many things as you need to try. Like who cares? Yes, exactly. And then like knowing one of them will click, but it doesn't matter which one of them it is kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. Yeah, so it's just been really good. The whole week I was just like, I just have been like, man, this is great. This is going great. Like, I am feeling good about things. So good. Okay, so in terms of next steps for coaching, like, obviously we're going to do the pitch. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, The pinch. Oh, my God. The pitch template that I sent you, what we're Mm -hmm. really going to do is basically come up with three already formulated topics and titles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And obviously the reason we do that is to make it easy for the person on the other end. So they don't have to be like, oh, she knows strategy. Okay, well, um, hmm, what could we talk like, right? We just want them to right. feel like they're just picking from a set of three basically. Which yeah, one? and I want it to be, yeah, like specific because yep. then that really cuts down on the back and forth and then it's like if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. That's fine Like because then it's like not going to be a good fit for your audience and then I'm not going to get anything out of it. So who cares? Exactly. You basically want to give them their title. Yeah. Now, you might change it slightly depending on the podcast. Like if there's a very specific way they title it, if you just shift mm-hmm. yours to match that, like you're so much more likely to get – you know, chosen or whatever you want to say there. Okay. Because you're showing that you care. So the other thing is actually you or your assistant like actually listening to a couple episodes. Right. Yeah, for sure. And mentioning that like right at the lead in because again, like I think what most uh, people are kind of a filter for now is like what's the pitch that's just the standard pitch going to everyone you don't really care about their show versus like did someone actually take some level of time and energy right to pitch us does that make sense yeah so something that i've learned from almost every mentor i've had every person that i've looked up to in this arena um every person that um is in pr that i know even clients that are in pr that i know is to be invested in others when you pitch right I've also really learned this just as someone who um, gets pitched to for for certain things too, right? But it is so, so valuable to really be invested in the podcast that you're pitching to, the event, the other human, whatever that is, right? Because what we really want in terms of being the person that's looking at the pitch is to feel like someone cares enough to want to be part of it. So if you're not even going to bother to listen to a podcast episode, well, you can't be a guest on my podcast, but you get my point. Like if somebody was going to um, not even bother to listen to a podcast episode, but say they want to be, you know, the literally participant for season four, like that would make no sense to me. If somebody had never watched or listened to any of my videos, any of my podcasts, any of my stuff, but they wanted to, you know, be the season four participant, well, why? Like you're not invested, right? You're not even willing to put in that front end work. So the same is true with other things like that. If you want to be on someone else's podcast, listen first. If you want to be a guest in someone else's group or Facebook group or whatever that is, pay attention first, know something about them, Uh, really be invested in them and what they're doing and their mission. And you are 10 times more likely to get their attention. You're 10 times more likely to get a yes, because what they want right? What I want too, like as a person like picking season four or whatever, is somebody that really wants to be part of that, not someone that wants to promote themselves, right? Of course, the side benefit and the reason to do it is also that you get to promote yourself, but making sure that you're invested enough and aligned enough with what you're pitching to is so critical, not only for it to feel really good to the person you're pitching to, but quite frankly, for it to feel good to you. So keep that in mind if you're someone that's going out there and pitching, be invested in that other person and what they're doing first. So that's kind of the what the template that I have walks you through a little bit more in depth, but let's talk about what those three things would be so that that feels super clear and easy for your team. Yeah. So I was trying to think because I want it to be like, I'm going back and forth because I don't want to just be like, it's not, I don't want to only be known for like getting leads. And so now, or like how to get leads, but it's just like, that's a funnel. Like, I don't expect that to be my only funnel. That's just the funnel that I have set up right now. 
So I was thinking it should be either like, I don't know if it should be like, here's how you can start getting more leads like right now, or if I should really hone in on just like one of the lead generation strategies that I cover in the challenge. Because in theory, I'd be like sharing, they'd be going to my site and then joining the challenge from there, right? So I wasn't sure like how specific that should be from a lead generation standpoint. Yeah. So what my recommendation would be for the three is to have one that's a little more broad scale. Like you said, basically like how to generate leads. We can talk about a better title. Um, Mm -hmm. Another one that's a little bit more specific, like one particular strategy. And then another one that's more about you. Right. So basically like how I left my $100,000 a year career and went full time in my business and traveled the country or something like that. Right. Okay. And, um, then like that depends on the podcast. Like, are they super tactical? Well, they might like that one that's really particular. Are they way more like teachy? Well, then they might like that broad scale one. Are they way more about a personal story? Well, then they're going to like that better. And so it kind of gives you breadth and depth there in terms of uh, being applicable to all of them. Okay. So do you think like if I have, so I'm still pitching them like all three, the general, the specific, and the more about me, even, or if, or should I like adjust which one I'm pitching based off of? I would just pitch all three basically. Okay. And then they can, like, it can still feel like a decision on their part. Like, I think we don't want to just give them one because we still want them to feel like they're picking what they're putting on their show. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But right, like broad, specific, personal is kind of like the gist there. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of that, would it help to kind of like name them now? Probably. I hate naming. I'm (laughs) so bad at it. Like I am – you know how some people just always are thinking of the best names ever? I'm horrible at naming things. That is why all everything I've named so far, it's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like like, I never come up with like – you know, like the catchy things. Like I just can't. I don't know why. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's good to just be really specific, like in terms of like it just is what it is. Like that's not necessarily a bad name, but let's just play with these for a second. So for the broad one about lead gen, what kind of comes up for you? I mean, people like generating leads is like such a thing that I know that so many people struggle with. So – I don't know if I should, but I don't know if I should use language around like how to get more leads for your business or like how to get more clients or how to get more sales. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like the word leads doesn't always resonate with everyone if they're not in a super sales mentality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, They don't really think about it as leads. And then I feel like I want to make it like time-based, like this week, today, right now. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like because people who don't know how to get more leads for their business, like it, like drive inbound leads for their business, it's like this really overwhelming, like yeah. big thing that they really struggle to like break down into actionable steps. So they always feel like they're doing lead generation, but then they never. But then I'm like, okay, great, what are you doing? And then they're always like, um, well, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, you're doing nothing. Got it. Okay, how about something I'm I'm typing if you can hear me typing by the way. But how about something like the three things you can do this week um to generate more leads with these? Yeah, I like that. What are those things? Um 
think more broad, more like pick oh a pick a platform, pick a process, like shit like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's like because like I wouldn't put content creation because I feel like that's like a throwaway. But I feel like sharing, like effectively sharing your content, would be one. And like how you would do that because so many people just like post it and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So like how to like get your content in front of your ideal clients or something like that. And then one is like ask for the sale. That mm-hmm. would be the third thing. Like actually pitch. And then I mean I- – Following up would be another. People do not fucking follow up. And they like think – like a friend of mine texted me and she works at like a corporate place. And she was like, our marketing team is telling us that we need to follow up like X number of times. And does that sound right to you? Because I don't trust what they're saying. And I was like, honestly, if I was them, I would be telling you to follow up more than that. (laughs) And I told – because, you know, there's, like, that, like, 80% of sales are made, like, after the fourth follow-up or whatever. And that, like, blows people's minds. So So I would say, like, yeah. I mean, the three, I think, most actionable things are, like, how to get your content in front of ideal, like, audience and then follow up and then actually ask for the sale slash pitch. And those are pretty general. Okay. So probably the second thing you guys have heard me talk about as much as I've talked about time blocking is follow-ups. So I just want to do a quick side note about follow-ups, why they're so important and how valuable they are. I I just want to be such a stand for this conversation in the coaching industry because I feel like there are so many messages out there that like if someone doesn't say yes on the phone or something, they're a no. And I just can't tell you how not true that has been for both my clients and I. And not only from like the perspective of like, I really believe that if you're expecting someone to spend thousands and thousands of dollars with you, that the absolute fucking least you can do is send them a couple follow-up messages to just be frank. But from a practical standpoint, we know that 80% of sales are closed after the fifth follow-up. And we also know that from a time, energy, and actual client acquisition stance, you will get so much more out of follow-ups. And if someone doesn't say yes or you know doesn't follow through after the call, you have to go generate a new lead versus following up with that lead. Just from a time and energy spend, you're getting so much more out of follow-ups, right? I feel like we can get in our egos about it and we can be all like, I shouldn't have to follow up with someone. But for me, like that just does not feel true, does not feel aligned. And I really want to keep having that conversation in the coaching industry that like, it's totally okay to follow up. It's normal to follow up. It serves your business to follow up. It practically makes a ton of sense to follow up and you will convert 80% more sales if you follow up. This is something I teach every client I have. And it's one of the reasons their conversions skyrocket, y'all. So just another side note on why follow-ups are so key and why doing them in your business will make all the difference in the world. So you don't even have to say in your pitch what those three things are. It's just helpful to know. So if somebody's like, oh, I like the three things when what are they? You just already know. (laughs) Okay, got it. Um, What you can say in your pitch basically is just the four things or three things you can do this week to generate more leads with these. Okay, got it. Okay, so then our next one is specific. So which one of the like lead gen things would you want to talk about the most? 
Facebook group. I okay. mean, because that's what I have like an ebook on and everything. So I think that makes the most sense because I have like content that I like. I'm gonna have a digital product that'll be available for that. Okay. So how about something like how to strategically leverage Facebook groups to get more leads now? Uh, yeah. I wonder if I should use any like. So Facebook groups are definitely a thing where people like just decide. Like Facebook groups don't work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if I can like. So something like why Facebook groups actually do work and how to get leads in them or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like why anyone, including you, can use Facebook groups. Okay, so why anyone, including you, can use Facebook groups to get leads now. Yeah. And then exact and something like and exactly how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about like the language that people have used themselves. What I hear the most is like Facebook groups don't work. So I think it might be more like Facebook groups actually do work or something like that. I don't know what comes up for you there, but I think that there that's yeah. like the mentality that you were saying, right? It's just like, yeah. oh, they don't work. Like it becomes like a write-off. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, they don't work for me. And I'm like, but, well, what were you doing? You know, again, it's like, well, what were you actually doing? And then they realize like they – How about nothing. something like what to do if you think Facebook groups don't work for you? Oh, that's interesting because then it's like kind of intriguing. Yeah, I like that one. And you could even put a tag on the end like and how to get leads in them now or something like that. But I like that one because I think it is intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to, like, exactly what they're saying. Facebook groups yeah. don't work for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then the last one is, like, more about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say this, too. Another thing with the groups is, like, you could use a personal example there if that felt better, too. So you could title it something like, how I've gotten X, K, and leads from Facebook groups or something. Okay. I'll just put that on here as an option, but, like, exactly how I've gotten XK and leads or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. People love the exactly how mentality. <laughs> We've talked about that a lot, right? So kind of that lead-in of, like, exactly yeah. how. Yeah. Because I could – that could be interesting because it could be, like, I have retainer clients. So, like, exactly how I've gotten, and then I'd have to go in and look at my lead um, spreadsheet, but – if I looked at like, okay, great, yeah, I've had this client for this many months and I got them from Facebook, like you're talking, definitely talking about like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that could be pretty impactful. So making it really easy for other people when you pitch to them is so crucial, which is why Sam and I are going to give them three really specific options and titles basically that they could use. What is so hard is that if you're pitching to someone that, you know, has a big following, has a big business, has a big audience, podcast, etc., the likelihood that they have time to study you enough to come up with the perfect title and topic and whatever is so slim. So if you can make it really easy for them, you will win. So what we're working off of here is doing a broad pitch that's like more a broad overview of like everything Sam can contribute, a more specific one, and then a more personal one. That doesn't have to be exactly what you use. And I'm sure plenty of other people might make different recommendations. This is not my highest level of expertise. But what I appreciate about the broad, specific, and personal type of options is that any podcast you pitch to is going to probably really resonate with one or the other depending on the type of show. I know some podcasts that really, really like 
very hands-on specific teaching. I love some that are way more personal. I love some that are a little more broad and want to give you an overview. And so if you work with all of those, you're more than likely to not only make it easier for someone, but have them resonate with one of them right away and be able to make a quick decision to move forward with you, which is ultimately what you want. And it's going to get you the most yeses in terms of pitching when they can feel really clear, really easy, and make a really fast decision. Okay. So look up that number too. Like play with that. Like what what actually is that number? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's a question because sometimes I have used this in my copy, but sometimes I don't because sometimes I will make a connection on Facebook and then they – and I'll make money from them and then they'll refer me to someone else who I'm also making money from. So technically that's still Facebook, but it's also a referral. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on which way you slice it. But in my opinion, I think that's still like you made money off that one Facebook group ongoing. Right. You know what okay. I mean? Or whatever. That, right, right. That right. connection point was. Um, yeah. And if you didn't have that, you wouldn't have had the referral. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that counts for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I mean, just from one client. I mean, you could even, if you wanted to be extra accurate, you could be like Facebook groups and the referrals from them or whatever, but I don't even think that's necessary. I think you can say that in the podcast or whatever, but like, yeah, it's still, it's still a relevant number. Yeah. I just like haven't, I've been like playing with how to word that. I mean, literally just one client so far, they're still ongoing that I got from a Facebook group is $22,000. Yeah. That's one single client. So that would be a pretty big number. That's huge. If I went back and, and looked at that. I love that. Okay, so I'll put on your list um, to to like pull that number. Okay, cool. That sounds good. I mean, it's been like probably six thousand dollars just in the last month. Yeah, or two. So okay, that's probably wild. Like, it's probably a six figure number. It it might be. Yeah, it might be. Especially if it's a six-figure number, but in general, that might be the best title to go with then because that's super intriguing. But you could even play with both. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And then the last one we want to be personal, more about like you leaving your job, that kind of thing. What comes up for you there? So I don't know if I should talk about like all of the systems and processes and templates because that is something I've been talking about a little bit and I talk about it in – Um, when I do digital strategy intensives with people and it's like blows their mind like oh my god you're right like I could template that or like Mm -hmm. oh that's such a good way to track it so I think that that like speaking up from like I ran my business while I worked full-time at a six-figure corporate job for four years so like to do that I had to develop systems and processes and and speak to some of those Yeah, I like the term like system process template, whatever that is. I Mm -hmm. don't love the whole spin of like I did it for four years kind of thing because like Mm. the context is lost there that like you wanted to until you didn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost Mm -hmm. like, oh, dang, you wanted it like you were trying to leave for four years. Like you weren't. So it was different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So maybe it's just like – the ones that I developed to help me grow my business as a solopreneur. Almost like how about something like the systems and processes I use to build my six-figure business and leave my six-figure corporate job. Okay. I like that one because then you can talk about that, the job piece more. Right. 
what are the let's let's just even get clear on that then like what are those systems and processes that you would want to talk about in this just so again if someone asks we can be like oh it's these three or whatever yeah so i have like my lead gen spreadsheet that i use like it's a social media lead gen spreadsheet so i track all the leads i get from facebook groups and in the dms and that so that i know exactly like when i first touched base with them when i pitched them how when i followed up how many times i followed up and what channel because then you can see like oh wow that channel has been like the most effective or like that facebook group has been gotten me the most leads and so mm-hmm. it's just like a huge like backlog of data that you can use I love that. And I think that's a super helpful one because it very much goes into the lead gen challenge too. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, I don't know, I'm having a brain dump or a brain fart, so I have to think about it a little bit more. But I have a few others that I literally just talked about, so I don't know. I have to look. Well, I think that a lot of them are lead gen. Like you have a process for like how you get clients. So um, you have a lead gen spreadsheet, but you also have like a sales process, like a systematized Mm -hmm. sales process. Yeah. Yeah, I could speak to that, like, just how – like, I mean, I do have kind of a template of, like, how I – like, when I pitch, how I pitch, how I'm following up. Like, it's kind of like a roadmap for my sales process. Yeah, I like that. So sales process roadmap. I think that's a good one. And then um, I have checklists – for client on new client onboarding that people just do not do take the time to do that and it saves so much time. I think those are really helpful because they're very specific things that you can talk about. And so I think it's going to show like your value as like a coach and, a, and as someone to learn from, but it's not like you're giving away like hundreds of things or your whole system or process. Like it's specific enough that it actually shows your value even more. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really, like, feel weird about it because it's, like, what's likely is, like, a lot of times with systems and processes and templates, like, people have to hear about them, like, multiple times before they even try to implement it into For their own sure. business. I mean, honestly, that would be wonderful. Even if someone implemented all three of these, they would then be like, oh, my God, that changed my business. I need to hire her. <laughs> people lose their shit when I tell them about the social media lead gen spreadsheet. And it's just like, I don't understand. Where do you think – how do you keep track of all these people then? What do you mean? And they just are like, oh, I just don't. And I'm like, okay, God. Oh, my God. Do you know what's so funny about that? What? Is that's almost like you with time. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, but how do you keep track of like how what you're doing with it? And you're like, well, I don't. Yeah. It's so funny. But like you see how that is it. Yeah, like that's when I tell people to track their time. I'm yes. like, how do you know what you're doing? I don't understand. Yes, 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 yes. So good. Oh my God, so <laughs> that's just like because then people just like are anecdotally saying things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, you don't do that thing all the time. You just happen to have done it a lot in the last week. And so your brain is making you think that you do that all the time. But it's just a recency effect. Oh my gosh, for sure. I love that. Okay, cool. So we'll lead with those three and then obviously we'll keep tweaking well if like everyone's picking the one about you then we'll play with that you know what I mean if no one Mm -hmm. has picked you know one of the other ones will play with that and so on but like I think this is a good starting point to go a little bit more um broad and then we can see like where's the traction at Mm -hmm. does that feel good yeah that sounds good
Okay, so how many are you going to have them pitch a week? So I think we basically said at least eight, like two a week, basically, slash eight per month, because I want to do two a month to start. Yeah. Two so I think we said eight to ten per eight month. per month. Yeah. Because I figured that would be – I mean, until we figure out, like, what our response rate is. Yeah, I think honestly, I think you could start with more, even since it's not you doing it, it's your VA and just see mm-hmm. what happens. <laughs> okay. It would be better to go bigger and then refine. Okay. Rather than to make that process more of a slower crawl because you have the capacity right now to go get on more than two if you mm-hmm. wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I could. I would even go upwards of that. Like I would maybe be like, let's start with 15 a month and then like as that they come in, we'll rein it back in. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, even 15 a month, like pitching, like doing a custom pitch for 15 a month, that's still, that's going to take like an hour. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I think that's a worthwhile endeavor because like, say, say like it kicked up at first and you were getting on like four. Okay. Well then we'll rein it back in and get it back down. But even like four podcasts for you right now, like you have the time for that because we would just move the puzzle pieces and it would be really, really useful in terms of the getting people through the touch points that you've created. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, cool. The one other thing I wanted to check in with you about is how, like, I know you're like doing coaching work every day, but we kind of talked about that like little mindset piece of like recommitting to the coaching business and like feeling super pumped about that. Obviously, you're pumped in terms of taking the action, but what about that? Like, it's obviously going to work and make me money piece. It's been feeling like I think because I've been taking action, like that makes it feel easier for me. Yeah. So that's why I was like, when I got on this discovery call on Monday and I was like, oh, of course this makes sense for coaching. And I just like didn't feel weird about that at all. And I was just like, you know, it just feels like, you know, it's like incoming. You know what I mean? Like I'm more open to it. Like, of course, it just feels like a lot easier. So that's good. And I have been already thinking like, okay, great. So that's like $1,000. So I only have to get, you know, if she signs, that's $1,000. So then I only have to get two more and then I can get LASIK. So I've been like, you know, thinking like that a little bit more. So it definitely feels good. So good. Oh, I love that. It's so good to know too, like just for us to keep remembering like when you're taking action, you feel good and in belief. And when the action gets inconsistent, so does your belief. And so that's just like a hack basically for us to remember. Yeah, like I haven't really been every day like, oh, this is happening, like, you know, affirmations, blah, like all that stuff I haven't really been doing. It's just like for me, definitely like the action makes me feel like – get. it makes me just like get into my normal space of like, of course this is happening. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe for funsies, try that for me on top of it. But yes, I I totally get you. I know. Well, I didn't really block time. I didn't didn't put that in a time block. So I added a new time block like yesterday. That's more like, you know, journal affirmations, self-improvement, like like that kind of stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good though. I mean, I think that that's sort of the beauty of it is that like that feels so empowering then because then you're not like, oh, well, I'll just try. You're like, okay, well, I added a time block so I know I'm going to do it. Like it feels so different, right? It does. Yeah. And it's really funny because I've been like just having a time block for it. It's like it makes a switch in my mind where I'm like, right, okay, so I have to – I'm going to do that thing because it's time blocked. So like 
great. Now I'm going to go do that thing. So it's like it takes a lot of the like, I don't know, barriers to entry off of things for me. Totally. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to do that thing. It's in the calendar. So how could I not do the thing? That's how I feel about workouts. Like if I just am like, I'm going to work out at home today or whatever, like the fuck I am. But if I like schedule a class that I know I like need to be at a certain time, like I'm pretty much going short of being sick. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that's in good. Yeah, but I I am going to try that. So I did add that because I realized like, you know, last week I did um, was the first week. And so this week I like refined it a little bit um, and like swapped some stuff around and things like that. I love it. Perfect. Okay, cool. I'll put this stuff in for you. I'll send you the pitch template and the specific titles that we talked about all that good stuff and yeah like let's let's aim for like 15 and see what happens from there okay yeah that sounds good awesome all right i'll talk to you soon all right sounds good all right bye bye thank you for listening to literally i would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast so please leave us a review each month i'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.